Hey everybody, welcome to our DT podcast. Hi. So today is Genesis 3. Um, I just wanted to, I started out thinking about the phrase, did God actually say? And uh, from verse 1. And I was thinking about, you know, what this phrase um, implies. It implies a lot of doubt and questioning God. And um, I was thinking how this is so relatable and that our doubts and questioning of God often comes from our own desires and what we see with our eyes and how Satan really uses um, all of those things to appeal and cause us to doubt and question God. Um, I was thinking about how Eve um, says this and um, basically she's looking for some sort of wiggle room and um, wondering, you know, is there something or just questioning, you know, is this is this a reasonable thing that God has said? And um, I was thinking about what it says in James. Um, it says in James 1, 13, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted, I am being tempted by God for God cannot be tempted with evil and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. So I was just thinking about that and how a lot of it stems from our own desires and what's in us. And that's what the that's what leads us to question God. And um, it's so true, you know, that often we, re- we revert to questioning God by saying things like, um, what's so bad about X, Y, or Z? Or what's wrong with doing X? You know, I was thinking, yeah, that's how it takes shape a lot of times where, you know, our desires come out in that form. And so these are ways in which we end up doubting um, and questioning God's authority and what he says is right and what we should do. I was looking um, kind of at the different consequences of the broken relationships as a result of sin. And the first thing I was thinking about in verse 25 uh in chapter two is that the man and his wife were both naked and they were not ashamed. But then once they, once the fall happens in chapter three, seven, it says, then the eyes of both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. So what's the result of our sin? I think is that we, when we do, um, the consequence of one is the shame that we feel. And what do we do with that shame, the guilt and the shame? You know, the world says, uh, try not to feel it, try not to think about it, repress it, or it's just overly like um, maybe puritanical roots that cause you to feel that way. And But I think we, we do, like Adam and Eve, try to cover it up, um, try to cover up and hide ourselves. I think that's what happens. So we form temporary coverings in our lives. And I think sometimes it was not with bad things either. It's like academics or achievements, accomplishments, accolades and prizes. And we try to fill our lives with things in an attempt uh, to hide who we really are. And that's why we often end up wearing masks or coverings. But we find that, you know, it's to hide us, hide who we are, hide our sins and hide the real you. And we find that they, these coverings are such, so inadequate, the fig leaves. And like, I think later this passage shows, and, and we know like fig leaves, like they're gonna dry up, they're gonna wilt, they're gonna no longer be able to cover and protect us in any way. And so temporary. Um, so we also see that once we sin and the consequence of that, yeah, is we, we have these temporary coverings, but also we end up blaming others. And here when God confronts them, what do we see happens? and Adam in verse 11, 
um, when confronted, or 12, he says, the woman whom you gave to be with me. So he blames God, and then he blames the woman. And later Eve, in verse 13, says, the serpent that deceived me. And so it's just a refusal, I think, to take responsibility for ourselves and our sins. I think that's another consequence, another another way we avoid dealing with our sins. Um, you know, we say things like mistakes were made, or when confronted, we say, well, I bullied that kid because he deserved it. Or um, didn't you see I had no choice? We make excuses, we blame our circumstances. And I think it's, um, you know, we often lack the courage to engage in life and truth. And so what do we do? We blame others and we run away, I think, ultimately. And um, we find ways to explain, or, you know, that, that we're blame explanation. <laughs> we blame to explain our situation, our, our family upbringing, our genes, our circumstances. And we'll point at everyone and everything else except um, ourselves. We have these justifications and internally, and we rewrite uh, stories, re revisit past hurts and say, that's why I am the way that I am. Instead of really looking and seeing that, no, I'm I'm the one who you know, committed that sin and made that, uh, and, and I'm the one who, who wronged the other person and we refuse to honestly confess and admit. And the result of that is as we run away from the truth, we become more and more isolated and everyone around us that speaks the truth, um, they cannot speak the truth to us because we refuse to hear and we run away. I think um, what's interesting is the way that the chapter ends. And in verse 21, it says, and the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin and clothed them and um you know like a parent you know parents are always taking care of the kids even when the kids mess up you know like when they make a big mess or when they get themselves into trouble you know it's a parent that that helps them out of their problems and this is exactly what's happening here where you know adam and eve you know they had these pathetic fig leaves and here god comes in and he's gracious and he makes them um, garments of skin it's a lot more lasting and he clothes them and I was just thinking about how that's such a loving picture of what God does he, and he's gracious to them and even the way that he approaches them after you know they sin you know it says that he asks them where are you and it's not he doesn't come and with guns blazing and saying you know and saying you know why did you do that or he doesn't get angry, but, you know, he says, where are you? And he wants them to think about what they did. And let's, you know, reason together, Isaiah 1, you know, 118. And so he tries to dialogue with them and, and help them to see that, hey, you're the one who um, disobeyed. And it was you that led, you know, caused yourself to become ashamed and, you know, go into hiding and to feel fear and I think you know what's sad is that a lot of times we try to displace all of the blame on everyone else except for us but you know the fact is that God was the one that made such a beautiful garden for people for for man and yet we you know we're the ones that destroyed it but then God keeps coming in and trying to help us and dialogue with us and like a parent you know he provides for us even after you know what we've done and so you know I was just thinking about how the chapter ends with God's provision for us even though we we've wronged and disobeyed him and how that's such a picture of God's loving heart towards us 
Okay, right. that's it for today. Bye. Bye.